Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mid-Flight Brawl is once again brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal. Yes. Delicious. Yeah, independent, non-alcoholic beer. You know the bloody, you know the drift by now. Hope everyone had a good normal July. Yeah. It was a, um, it was drier July until a, a charity, well, not even a charity, a group that cannot be named on here for legal purposes, fucking got their panties in a knot <laughs> and uh, sent our good mates at Heaps Normal a very tut-tut email. Oh, yeah. Naughty boys. Well, their lawyers did. Yeah. All the best charities have a team of lawyers <laughs> employed on your dime. But, uh, anyway, get amongst Heaps Normal. I'm back working. Yeah. And um, people are pretty keen on COVID stuff. We had a surveyor. Not a surveyor, like an inspector. Yeah. Come around and said, What are you guys up to? You got a COVID plan? I was like, Fuck off, mate. I had a heaps normal in my hand. I was operating heavy machinery. So like, oh, piss off, don't tell me what to do. Fuck yeah. Don't need a mask. I'm drinking. It's, it's that is, hey, you know what? That is a great way to get around lockdown that's currently in place in uh in Brisbane and Sydney. Um, and surely fucking probably Melbourne again by the weekend, something will happen. Yeah. Half a case will pop up, shut her down. Yeah. Um just constantly have a heaps normal. Can't be stopped. Oh yeah. Just yeah, you can't stop it. Put two in your in your beer helmet with the straws going down to your mouth. No one can stop you. <laughs> I want I want to make a beer helmet um with a large you'd be a, you'd be good at this. You're quite a handyman. Almost like a PVC pipe. Yeah. So that you can stack a few fucking cans in there and then when the can's empty, you can just flick them out like a Pez dispenser for a grown up. I'm sure that probably exists. You're not the first dickhead to think of that. Yeah. Sorry, I should just type, uh, I should just Google America beer helmet. Yeah. I'm sure those fuckers have sorted something out. <laughs> but get yourself a slab of Heaps Normal. Get to heapsnormal.com. Use duty free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. And thanks for all the people that have sent us messages. A bloke the other day sent me one of him giving his baby. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> baby was having one. <laughs> Licking the lid. You can still cut a baby's tongue, so take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> but he won't get pissed. Yeah. Pour it into a sippy cup. Come on. Be a responsible parent. One of our our mates, Brett Blake, who we're going to get on this show one day, comedian Brett Blake, he's got a podcast himself. Um, I fucking forget what it's called. There's heaps it's of It's called Flat Stick and it's Flat with Nick stick. Kappa. That's right. He, um, he put up a post saying, $17 for a four-pack of non-alcoholic beer. What the fuck? Yeah. But – uh. Blakey being Blakey, you spelled about seven of the words wrong in that sentence. So what you need to do is get yourself a non-alcoholic beer and keep your spelling record intact. <laughs> now, he's going to come back and say, oh, I'm dyslexic, whatever. Yeah, just work harder, mate. No such thing. <laughs> yeah, your phone's not. It's got autocorrect. <laughs> you absolutely minced it. Heaps normal. It's delicious. Get them in you. And thanks for supporting our show, Heaps Normal. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. 
When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not at the <laughs> I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midflight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Man, I'm I'm great. We're uh, we're in the middle here. We're trying to uh, we're trying to film some stuff. Fuck it's a good time just getting technology sorted on both, you know, in two different states at the same time. Well, when one of them's mine, bit of a <laughs> bit of a challenge. <laughs> I do love the fact that you're back on the tools up in Sydney at the minute, but if I if I sent you a computer and a camera, could be trouble. You're going to put a, I'm going to hear a drill or a fucking saw, and I'm going to go, nah, nah, mate, don't need them, don't need them, don't need them, don't go near it. Stanley Knife will fix that camera. Um, so, mate, have you uh, have you managed to wet the baby's head? Have a few drinks. Yeah. I've had a couple of drinks. I've been sticking mainly, of course, to heaps normal. Woo! <laughs> Our good mates helping us out. But no, I have uh, I've had um I've had a few whiskeys. August, after your after you talking about your um your not a not diet, I'd say a fad diet when you're eating what is it, twenty minutes a day and then you donate four hours. <laughs> How's that going? Are you still on that? Well um surely not. Now that you're back on a work site, there's no fucking way you are back doing that. Building makes it more of a challenge. But yeah, I've, does. I've, I'm on sort of five hours at the moment. Jesus. What are you getting in so there? Start. Is it that, that five hours, it is is it a labourer's five hours? Is that just fucking seven chalky milks and two sausage rolls and saying you're dieting? I'll do what I want for that five hours, but I'll start eating at lunchtime at work and then have my second meal when I get home just before the cutoff. And then that's Jesus. it. Feels quite good actually. I'm not. I'm not in it to lose weight. It's not for that, but it's just sort of seeing how it goes. You feel quite good. Get used to it. What are you doing then? What do you mean? What am I doing? I don't understand. Like, why would you? Why would you do it if it's not to lose weight? I just eat a bit less for a little while. See how I go. But you don't eat less. You just eat the same amount of food in a five-hour window. No. No, you don't. You definitely don't. You don't eat the same amount of food in a five-hour window. Ah. Oh. And I have weekends off to do what I want. So. Man, it's got to be. It's got to be pretty fucking relaxing for the other tradies on site when you just rock up with a fucking chainsaw and you haven't eaten for 14 hours. Nah, maybe get a snack in your champ. I don't do that much tree lopping on a on a building site. <laughs> I don't know the tools. You know that. We're not all running around with chainsaws going. It's not a fucking massacre situation. I'm in houses. Mate, there's only one fucking tool I need to know how to use. Your mate. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> and the fingers are calloused from the toy. Tell you what else I did recently, right? Well, just um, I don't know what day it is today, but just yesterday I went and got a uh, went and became a, a hero. Yeah, and uh, got vaccinated, and and <laughs> oh man, you already fucked it. Is it like veganism? Like if you get it, you have to say it. Well, funnily enough, at the at the hospital they said 
hey, everyone, just refrain. We've got a lot of people to get through. Just refrain from taking selfies with the nurse. There's a, there's a selfie wall. Oh, You can get a selfie no. afterwards. No. So I'm all right. I was going to say that as a joke. Do they have the old Instagram square? You can pop your head in. <laughs> oh, they don't have the hole in the wall, like the Wally world or something. No, 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 just the squares that you can get it. Have you ever seen them, like at weddings or functions? They'll have a yeah, yeah. an actual square. I know the they don't have that. Well, no, that's just a backdrop. You can stand in front of and get a you know. I was here. Do they have a cardboard superhero with no head that you can just put your head in in the neck no, hole? I, don't, I didn't see that, but it did tell some people to get out of my way because <laughs> I had to walk through the throng of people potentially catching the thing while trying to get a selfie. I just prefer to be a normal hero. <laughs> and there are going to be about 20 million heroes yeah. within four or five months from now. So look forward to that. So you've got your second uh, Pfizer. And, um, yeah, I've got Pfizer. Yeah, you're Fucking on the Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, people say it's a conspiracy theory, but, mate, your internet hasn't dropped out yet. So good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for getting that 5G, getting around your system. <laughs> I'm going all right. So there's um, people actually just taking selfies at the heaps. They're taking too much time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, awful. Awful. Wants a selfie with a nurse, mate. If you made me pick, hold up a vaccine line to get a selfie with a nurse, or march through Sydney and be friends with the fire breather, get me in the march before I'm wasting time taking. <laughs> Well, one week, exactly one week after the fire breathing episode, they were going to have another uh, lockdown protest and yeah. zero people turned up. Did you see that? Yeah. It was actually zero. They closed the roads and stuff and yeah, no. lockdown protesters can't walk. Yeah. So they didn't show up. Yeah. That can only lead to good things, the ability to shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, these protests, they stop at nothing except a couple of horses. By the way, what a shit. That, that fire breather, if you, if you didn't see it, there was a big uh, lockdown march in Sydney the other week. Um, a few thousand people turned up. It was pretty. It was quite a big march. Yeah. And there was a bloke there who was fire breathing, just a shirtless fuckstick. They're all shirtless. Nobody's in a suit fire breathing. Nobody, yeah. you know. He's- you can't tell me shirtless more than about couple of hundred metres from the beach, you're a good bloke. <laughs> yeah, shirtless no. in a CBD, never good. Yeah. He, um, imagine having two sticks on fire and the power of a dragon and you still get arrested. What a fucking loser. If that was me, it would be 20 burnt cops. <laughs> Did he try and breathe fire on the cops? <laughs> no, of course not. No? He shit himself. All oh, right. Started, you know, went to, he was probably wearing a hip I've. I did find it. The bloke is also a yoga instructor, so yeah, he was he was meditating. The cops came <laughs> and told him to move on from a beach, and that's what fired him up. Like, nah, I'm not having that. Wow, don't tell me what to do. I was meditating. I can switch to fire breathing mode quite <laughs> easily, boys. Watch me. I always love those guys on a fucking knife's edge. From they're going from Namaste to what are you looking at, cunt? Oh, real quick. <laughs> Preaching peace, hey love, hey oh, yeah. everyone, relax. <sighs> Where's my metho? Almost as if that Namaste stuff is just for cash and perverts. <laughs> Not really that peaceful in the first place. <laughs> well, mate, it's good to see you're a, you're a hero, 
and I am glad to be working with a hero. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you know what? Actually, just while we're, I know we're on Zoom, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a selfie with you on Zoom. This guy, hero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, better get stuck in, mate. <laughs> Let's do it. This week, we happen to be uh, sideswiping the most successful US pop group of all time. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Nah. NSYNC. Are they a pop group? They're boy band. They're boy bands pop groups. Oh, I don't know. I thought it'd be all, all under that umbrella. Pop's just everything, isn't it? Yeah. Pop. King of pop. Um, massive Winges too, despite the name of one of their most famous songs suggesting otherwise. Tony Blair's favourite band. Now, there's a problem. You can't really pick your fans, can you? As a pop musician, even harder than as a comedian. I'm trying to pick mine one by one. It's painstaking. Fuck it. It is hard, isn't it? Oh. You, you don't fill big, big rooms by being picky with who wants to see you. Exactly. I do thank the pandemic for this. I had the clip of the staffies come out a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden it did get a few HSV racing jackets in my show, which yeah. they didn't appreciate the other 55 minutes of it. Of course. Um, but I like that the thanks to me getting rid of the dog and the pandemic, it has been a fair gap since that's come out now. Oh, yeah. You're fine. And people aren't coming out going, we're talking about the dog. Oh, yuck. I, um, I'm hoping after a few decades or so it pays off just to pick your fan. They gen- like the fuckwits generally sack themselves like your dog people do. Yeah. Occasionally one dickhead will slip through the net and they're with you forever. <laughs> You can do something. Like, you can do something. You can control it, but it is is—it's a long, very long game. But anyway, we're talking, of course, of uh, someone far more popular than even you. And uh, it, of course, is R-E-M. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, they are good. Mercifully. <laughs> Mercifully, REM split up in 2011, saying that they are sick of the business and political side of things in showbiz. Fair enough. All you want to do is make music and you're being asked for your take on issues of the day by magazines. Are they, though? Yeah, I think so. They're quite a – he's a bit outspoken, old type, mm. I think. But um, somehow you just can't say, look, I'm, I'm fucking busy. Piss off. <laughs> I'm trying to make music. Leave me alone. Like when a magazine calls me up unsolicited, I feel like I'm at liberty to say exactly that. But they obviously couldn't and were being hassled too much for their opinions. Um, At the time, in 2011, they said publicly, there'll be no more albums from REM. They said, we could probably put out an album of stuff that we thought was too mediocre to be on the original records. Jesus Christ. Imagine that. <laughs> Don't really bear thinking. More <laughs> mediocre than this. <laughs> I think that's enough, mate. <laughs> there is, I mean, they couldn't. Maybe Coldplay. There's, there's not much more mediocre than REM. At its best, it's incredible. Doesn't bear thinking. Amazing. Coldplay, they were in the news recently. I think it was in your home of choice, Sydney. Yeah. Well, they were here. 
No, they got um, was someone having a beach party? I think. Yeah. Playing Coldplay songs. Oh, they put Coldplay on and everyone fell asleep. What happened? <laughs> That's how they got busted. Yeah. <laughs> a man, a man has been fined for breaching Sydney's lockdown rules after throwing a pop-up party and blasting Coldplay songs on the Manly Beach Promenade. <laughs> nah, that'd be the first phone call. Would be that. Like I'd be sitting there going, "Nah, sorry, not having that." Pop-up party, secondary. Coldplay at volume. I beg your pardon. Elvis type cop. Just coming along and shooting the speakers out, yeah. not even finding them. <laughs> it's not the party that's the issue. Um. Anyway, if you can, uh, if you can cast your mind back, buddy. Of course, I can. To April twenty-one, two thousand and one. Fuck! I said that, and then I absolutely minced it on the buttons, didn't I? And none other than Peter Buck. REM guitarist is on BI flight 48 from Seattle to London, 10-hour flight. Wow. Uh, REM was set to play at a Freedom Day concert in Trafalgar Square to honour Nelson Mandela. bit different to the recent Freedom Day they experienced in the UK. was just like, cut loose, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We're meant to interview someone on, uh, on Fox FM, some fucking British DJ. On Freedom Day, so it was the Monday morning yeah. in Melbourne, which would have been Sunday, would have been Freedom Night yeah, it's Freedom in Night. the UK. Yeah. And uh, his publicist said, guys, we can't find him. He's too free. All oh, right. <laughs> can't find him. He's the, one, he's the one standing over the laptop with his hand on his ear. <laughs> Nothing plugged in, but jumping around like he's doing stuff. That's him. Yeah. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> All inclusive now, isn't it, DJ? You do it with one hand. Mate, you'll be happy to know that I think there's a couple of musicians that have become famous uh, after starting on reality TV show Love Island. So What? They decided to become musicians after that. I thought it was modelling or something. A pivoted. a pinch. Makes you think, doesn't it? We pivot straight to music now with mm. no formal training Yep. as an adult. Is that what happens? Yeah. Incredible. Oh, they shove their voice through that machine. <laughs> Do some push-ups, be the next Peter Andre. <laughs> One great song. Oh, this particular Freedom Day is, is for Mel- Nelson Mandela alongside other musical greats like Atomic Kitten and Melanie B. Um, <laughs> Who can Mandela ask for them? I want R.E.M., Atomic Kitten, Mel B. You oh. mean the Spice Girls? Nah. Just Mel B. Just Mel B, yeah. <laughs> I think he needed something to keep himself awake. He's getting on a bit. They had REM, which is small town, and the cause as well, just around the point home that you shouldn't really have to stand up to listen to music. I, um, hey, I actually don't mind the cause. Congratulations to Ireland for searching long and hard for a couple of good-looking Irish birds, and they got him <laughs> <laughs> All in the one spot. Who would have picked that? They can't travel together. It's like uh, football teams after the Manchester United <laughs> crash. <laughs> we can't lose a ball. <laughs> I can say it. Irish background. Um, Mandela turned up to the free concert himself at this one. He turned up to watch. Oh, great. A bit, of a, a bit of a spectacle. Imagine that. At what part of this did he say, just put me back in? Nah. Chuck me back in. No, thanks. Oh. It's the kind of music that goes well with sort of 
hitting your metal mug against the bars as you walk back and forth in your little cell. So, um, and Peter, Peter Buck, he's on the plane. He's had a few sherbets. Fuck yeah. Um, according to the crew, 15 times they topped up his glass oh. before cutting him off. So a bit now, more um, than this. Two uh, cranberry vodka. <laughs> a bit more than two yeah. cranberry vodkas. I was had 15. 15. Wow. Well, according to them, and uh, they have every reason to lie. That's 15 American free pours. It could, that could be 58 standard drinks. Oh, yeah. The flight attendants have to have really long arms so they can get up right <laughs> near the ceiling when they're pouring. <laughs> Coyote ugly style. It was straight to his mouth. Screaming. He just put his head yeah. on the... <laughs> Just put his head on the on the tray table, mouth open, pour it straight in. Some laybacks, yeah. <laughs> um, how many hours in do you reckon? Oh, mate, just based on uh, seventy odd episodes of this very show, I'm going to say three. <laughs> exactly three. <laughs> if you haven't heard over the past seventy episodes, we have that. That seems to be the magic number. Three. It is the magic number. Um, magic number for everything to happen on these long haul flights. Three hours in. At um, at one stage, Peter put a CD into the drinks trolley, thinking it was a ghetto blaster. So, <laughs> love to know what what CD he had on his person in a plane. Two thousand and one. Did he have the old school, like the disc wallet? Oh, the disc wallet. Yeah, I still got one of them. Yeah, what's in there? Just burnt copies of shit. That's all I have in yeah, my it's... disc wallet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all TDK gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what he had on him. Yeah. Like, he, I reckon, I reckon it's probably his own. You think, oh, I know what these people need. They seem quite happy. Let's bring them down with some automatic for the people by REM. <laughs> well, Put it on now. Clearly, his, um, his CD player at home is one of those ones sort of built into a bar. Yeah. So he's just seen all those bottles and thought, there's a fucking CD player in here somewhere. Oh. I'll just slide this disc in, get some tunes going. The technology of the day built into a bedhead is one of my favourite things. Oh. You ever seen a bedhead with a cassette player or something built into it? I certainly have. They're at a lot of country motels now. <laughs> You'll find a radio in the bedhead. Our fucking the our good track. mate, well, your mate. Your mate. Daniel Sloss superstar comedian. Mm. I don't know if he's got it in his new place, but his old house, I don't know if he took this bed with him, the end of his bed came up with a flat screen TV in there. Oh, yeah? What do you mean? You press a button and it slides up. Yeah, so the foot of the bed, yeah, you hit a button, flat screen. Ah. Why wouldn't it just be up all the time? Put it away when you finish watching it. Oh, okay. I assume when he purchased it, he forgot he had walls in his bedroom. Yeah. That'd be broken (laughs) by now. There's no way things like that last the distance. <laughs> I got a limited shelf life, technology, and just the mechanics. Um, Peter was upset at being in first class, not getting everything he demanded, such as more wine and a CD player. So he shaped up to throw a pot of yogurt at a flight attendant. So the flight attendant grabbed Buck's wrist, causing the pot to explode on a few people. Wow. Or yo play all over everyone. Lost to a flight attendant. That's a bad sign already. But I do love that he's tried to turn his life around. I've done this before where I've had, you know, 27 beers on a plane and then you get the salad. Okay, this will even a few things out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and bring this back to neutral. <laughs> At this stage, the uh, the captain has 
issued a yellow card. He came out of the cockpit, a nostalgic manoeuvre we haven't seen since mid-2001. Well, yeah, sorry, which month was it? April 2001. Oh, fuck. He, he got lucky five months later. Oh, for sure. The US Marshal putting a few bullets in him. Oh, they'd be escorted back by some scrambled jets <laughs> for that. Imagine doing that in October. Oof. April, pilot's coming out in his slippers with a pocket full of yellow cards. Um, Pete, he has sworn at the captain and tore the card up in his face. Wow. Fair enough too. Automatic red. Uh, but then he said, you are just a fucking captain and I am REM. Wow. So- Here we go. <laughs> I am REM. Yeah, oh, it's completely yeah. He's totally forgotten the chain of command aspect of American society. They love to flaunt at every opportunity. There's no one above the captain on a flight, even REM. Um, he outranks all of you. The ca- or she, women can be captains too, Nick. And no, they don't call them Captain S or whatever you want to say. Thank you very much. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> We've got a couple of captains that listen to our show, actually. Yeah. Send us uh, send us some good flight gear on the Mid-Flight Brawl Pod on Instagram. Oh, right. Yeah. They, yeah. I, th- I thought you said they're actually sending something, like a lever or some little souvenir out of the cockpit. <laughs> little eight ball off the gear stick. That'd be good. Um, hey, do the plane have fluffy dice? Can you send those? <laughs> Pete's um, he's he's up out of his seat by this stage. He's trying to get himself some more wine. He's so, he's sorry, sitting. Just, just quickly, mm. this will this will make you think. You know what I never see footage of cockpits and stuff. Never never an air freshener. And there's got to be the pilots are up front. Those long haul flights, very long time, just dropping farts. Yeah, you're not smelling that. I don't know. Just can you open? Can you flick that window open a tiny bit? <laughs> so to take care of it in about a half a second. I believe it's Hannah, one of the pilots that listens in. Mm. Hannah can let us know. Can you crack the Can you crack the window at speed at altitude? Yeah, just to get rid of a fart or a burp, or a, or a fag butt. <laughs> um, Pete's come back. He's cruising around, cruising around the cabin, and he's he's come back and tried to sit down next to a woman, claiming that she was his wife. The woman disagreed, so. He's then upended a trolley, breaking some plates, and then ever the gentleman. That's how you know it's first class too. There's plates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not so bad down the back, just a fucking few foil containers hit the deck. Nothing goes Can anywhere. they still have plates and, and proper knives up there? Yeah. In the first class? Of course they do. Do they? Yeah. I was on one that Virgin flight, the uh, Emirates flight, doing those gigs overseas and got bumped up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It was pr- proper cutlery and glasses. All oh, right. 
What's to stop a terrorist forking out the extra couple of grand to get themselves a weapon in first class? Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't bother. You don't think they'd do it. They wouldn't think to do that. No. Right. Um, Not smart enough. They sh- they fooled us once. <laughs> Pete, but because he's a good bloke, he started helping clean up the mess that he caused. And uh, according to one witness, he tried to slip a knife up his sleeve while he was doing that. Oh, wow. So pretty good. <laughs> then immediately after magic. that, thankfully he didn't take it, the knife. It's getting a bit under siege here. Yeah. He's, um, he's wrestled with another flight attendant while trying to open the door. So things have escalated. Uh, saying the words, I'm going home. I reckon, I reckon he might have meant the big home in the sky or maybe he just meant a mid-Atlantic splash in the ocean. Or maybe he thought he could have jumped out of the plane right above his house. <laughs> he is, however, he is, you know, he is REM, so you never know what's possible. <laughs> Landed safely. He's yeah. REM. How'd you pull it off? Mate, don't know if you know this. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> REM. Oof. Um, <laughs> Rapid Eye Movement himself got arrested in London. Uh, still managed to go to the concert, but uh, straight after that, he had to go to trial in in uh, August two thousand and six. So fair while later. Jeez, that's a that's a long time. Five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah, that's a fair while. Get eyewitness statements and stuff. Wow, I think they just put it off long enough. People forget about it. The, the flight attendants must have gotten onto him and said, "No, don't forget that bloke. Want some cash." Drunk on an aircraft, two counts of common assault, one count of damaging BA crockery. So he went to, you know where he went? He went to Isleworth Crown Court, the same court where MFB alumni Ian Bottomley, the late 1990s laptop porno watcher, ah. went and got himself a three-year sentence. And what did he get? Peter Buck. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, there was a jury trial. That's right. Twelve citizens were contacted, <laughs> contracted at the at the expense of T Payer to decide the fate of this yogurt crime. Well, you, surely um, it's a pretty quick one. Oh, that's where I'd be disappointed. Half day deliberation. We're not even eating lunch there, guys. We got all the info. Well, you say that, but the jury of nine women and three men got discharged the second day and had to reschedule the trial. It doesn't say anywhere why they were discharged. It just says legal reasons. But I assume a juror figured out who it was and just audibly blurted out, REM, I fucking hate REM. <laughs> so they had to, judge said, oh, Jesus Christ, again. <laughs> Going to have to get a new jury. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck finding 12 people that don't. That's, a, that's Tats Lotto. The odds are astronomical. <laughs> fucking Tony Blair and his family. The, I um, think if I think if in that twelve were the members of REM, you still wouldn't get twelve. Oh, yeah. Nine people plus REM. There's still eleven of them fucking hate it. Um, the two crew members they wanted five thousand pounds. That's about nine thousand three hundred Australian. Easy. Um, Buck, Big Pete did not deny his behaviour, but he did claim that a Zolpidan sleeping pill oh, reacted fuck. violently with alcohol turning him into a non-insane automaton uh, there you go 
fucking good, isn't it? He, um, the pill reacted violently in me, the man who did the crime. <laughs> oh, he's just the vessel. He's the unwitting vessel. The um, two, the um, it wasn't me, guys. It was chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking chemistry's done it again. He told the trial at Alworth that he remembered nothing between shutting his eyes in his first-class seat and then waking up at Heathrow Police Station believing he must have suffered a heart attack. Like, no, I don't think so. That's hospital, Pete, not a holding cell at Heathrow. It's something different. Good news, though, for Pete. Uh, some some character witnesses addressed the trial. I've, uh, I've obviously got handcuffs on so I didn't harm myself during my epileptic fit. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've strapped me down. Yeah. There's some... There's some equidistant <laughs> gaps in that curtain, my metal curtain they've got around my bed. Um, character witnesses at the trial included Michael Stipe of REM oh. and our mate, your hero and countryman, Bono, who's waiting. Oh, That's no. how he walks into court, I reckon. That's <laughs> <laughs> from the South Park episode. So good. Oh. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Between that and shiny happy people, not a lot of words in pop music anymore, are there? By the way, um, getting getting Bono in court means he had to put those dumb fucking tinted glasses in a security tray to go through an x-ray machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bono's eyes must be so small. Like I just, I've never seen him without stupid glasses on. He has, he has got glaucoma, I think. But um, doesn't explain the colourful so. tint, does it? Two little piss holes in the snow. Um, Bono's weighed in and said, "Look, he's a good bloke. Don't find him guilty." And um, Stipe and his wife just cried, as did Buck's second of his three wives, Stephanie. Um. <laughs> But piping up for the defence, of course, the main witness, Bono, has uh, pretty big of him to take off his $5,000 pink fucking sunglasses and some time out from helping starving Africans to use his influence more directly on one of God's more accessible children, such as a, a millionaire mate. His heart always belonged to others. Good old Bono. I would have just claimed this. I would have gone into court and they said, "What? what's your excuse? Why did you commit these actions? And I would have said, you know what I'm – Fucking forced to hear most days of my life. Yeah. <laughs> You're on. I put, tr- play that more than three times in a week, and I fucking dare you not to bash a few flight attendants. <laughs> oh, Christ. I reckon at live concerts, they must have just got stuck in a loop on that. <laughs> just thought, oh, shit, we've done 12, or have we done 24 of them? Let's just keep going. <laughs> I just do like 48 different dirt, dirt, dirts <laughs> until the crowd are well and truly over it. Um, Bono, though, eternal good bloke, one time, I remember, Bono wrote a song for Michael Hutchins, another of his mates, and the sentiment was, you know, chin up, buddy, things aren't that bad. Of course, by the time he wrote and released this song out of the goodness of his heart for massive profits, Hutchins had already wanked himself to death while hanging off a towel hook. So... <laughs> 
Some may argue that's a little too late. <laughs> Chin up, slide out of that predicament you're in. <laughs> From uh, activist Paul Hewson, a.k.a. Bono Vox. Too little, too late, Bono. As we all know, it's a thought that counts. So take it easy, everyone. Um, I, um, I got to go... I was at Triple M in Brizzy. Had to take some listeners to a Triple M event, Suncorp Stadium. You too. Oh, that's right. And we got to do a all access that's fucking Christ. tour out the back. And uh, the man that loves the environment also loves having the most fucking screens that any band's ever had on a stage at one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> got to get your message out to the environment via the environment. <laughs> it is my fucking favourite thing. There was a. The other week after the British Grand Prix, there's a a driver, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. He hung around after the race to clean up litter in the grandstands. Oh, did he? The Aston Aston Martin, the F1 team that I believe he might race for, um, have put up some photos of him picking up rubbish. And it said Sunday evening Sunday evening at Silverstone, the British GP weekend is over. But for Seb the race for the planet never ends. Oh, He's a yeah. big environmental activist. Of course he is. In between, just burning through dinosaur bones at speed around tracks. Fuck yeah. Love it. And well, did he sweep up all the black soot that's all over the seats as well from his fucking car? <laughs> I, just, I bloody love the environment. I fucking love that. I love the idea of just burning around at hundreds of kilometres an hour, getting paid millions of dollars and then picking up a few Coke cans afterwards. Oh, sick. You know, can't, that's pretty much I'm carbon neutral today. <laughs> yeah, let's call it even. I did a um I was working on a house for a Greens candidate. Yeah. He owned a it was like a reno, getting a renovation. Um you ever guess what feature he went for in his new bathroom? Underfloor heating. Oh. So, just to what, to remind him that the, the planet is warming? Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> he never forgets. Getting warm tiles in Australia in Sydney. Fucking grow up. Put some uggies on. Oh fuck! Um, I tell you what, though, and this is this is good news for everyone. Uh, everyone who's in my position, there's a fucking U two album on my mobile phone. Oh yeah, can't get it off. Well, <laughs> I assume it was I assume it was Bono's rampant activism that led him to partner up with another unapologetic philanthropist, Steve Jobs, to embed <laughs> a shit album on my fucking phone. Thank you, boys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Apparently, it got smashed. I never, I didn't have an Apple at the time. Yeah. But yeah, everyone just woke up to the U2 album. Imagine giving millions of people a gift and they don't want it. Like, that's not a, the fucking audacity of that. What did they um, get paid? They got paid for that. Oh, yeah. They would have got paid heaps. Jesus Christ. So Apple spent $100 million, $100 million on marketing. Yeah. I don't know why you have to market it. It's on your fucking phone. Just have a look. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, but they may have also paid you to a lump sum of fifty-two million dollars. Jesus Christ! Why should get that for your album? And it's shit. Yeah. Um, Bono, well, he's, he's always been quite active. Bono, he's particularly active in two thousand and seven when he was shifting U 2s song catalogue from the Emerald Isle to Amsterdam just before <laughs> Ireland ended a tax exemption on musician royalties. <laughs> so. Mate, you want to you want to avoid all this tax? Great. It's, it's 
it's a good thing we let philanthropists pay no tax. It frees up their time to do good community work, such as ripping into the working classes for not being generous enough with their fucking pay packet. Um, hardly washing his disciples' feet, is he, Bono? Still, still a rampant Christian, though, the old Put bloke. On. Since single-handedly curing AIDS in the 80s, he's gone on to amass hundreds of millions of dollars in personal wealth. The eye of the needle, permitting rich men into heaven, appears to be getting wider by the minute. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> I've always said, how nice would it be for governments to come out and say, if, you, if you're a you know, celebrity, in quotes, you're a celebrity and you want to donate to a charity, we'll match it dollar for dollar if you never fucking mention it anywhere. Oh, that's, I mean, that could have been happening all along. We wouldn't know, <laughs> or would we? <laughs> fucking hell. Um, I think even if a government did offer that, celebs would come out and say, we're about to donate a million dollars, um, and the government said, if you don't one. mention it, we'll make it too. And we said, no, we won't have that. So we just donated to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Publicity's worth more than a million bucks. Fuck yeah. Obviously. Um, one thing that Bono does make Bono a little bit more human like the rest of us, in 2016, Bono had a high-energy bicycle accident. That's what it's called. It's what us mortals would just call a stack. <laughs> But uh, when someone as important as that, it's called a high-energy bicycle accident. Oh, hold on. 40... So it's not a fancy type of bike or anything. He's just had no. a stack at speed on his pushy. Yeah, he's fallen off his pushy. Wow. It's, a high, it's high energy, though. Um, he thought he may never play guitar again, so he had to get a few surgeries on his arm, what have you. On behalf of Earth, though, I have to say, thanks, sweet baby Jesus, he can, in fact, continue to rake in cash on nostalgia tours designed to suck in an ageing fan base who – won't mind parting with a few hundred bucks to hear the soundtrack from a far happier time in their lives. <laughs> Bono. Hey, Bono, it's us, mate. There's paramedics. Yeah. You're in the ambulance here. You've done yourself a bit of mischief. Would you like some oxies? Hold on, uh, how is the stack described again? High energy. High energy bicycle accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you see the other week, it's um, shark attacks now, I believe, are being referred to as shark encounters. Oh, right. So, yeah, to try and help conservation, shark conservation efforts. Yeah. Just an encounter. Oh, they don't attack anymore. No. They encounter humans. Mm. Um. So Buck, he was facing the music, sort of, in Isleworth Crown Court. And he said, nah, doesn't sound like me. His defense actually mounted a side story of it it really wasn't him. It must have been someone else. You're all mistaken. Not even the metaphorical, it wasn't him. The literal, <laughs> it wasn't him. <laughs> First time I've seen that. They all thought it was seat 1A, but we reckon it was 1B. Yeah, incredible. Imagine as a public figure pulling that. Yeah. Surely the pilot says, you told me, and I quote, I am R-E-M. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's obviously trying to blame one of the other two. <laughs> yeah, well, the other two must have been there saying, I am R-E-M. Well, maybe it was yeah, uh, Spartacus. I am Spartacus. <laughs> um, maybe a few yeah. of them stood up. No, <laughs> I am R-E-M. I am Queensland. Um, good news, though, 
for all of us. Peter Buck cleared of all charges. Oh. So surely damaging crockery is pretty cut and dry. Are there broken plates? Yes, guilty. Couldn't be more simple. Then with Bono in your corner, anything's possible. Who knows? Um, Fuck, you needed my nan as the judge. You break a plate, that's minimum a smack. You're getting at least a smack just for the plate. With, then- with the shard of the plate. <laughs> How else is he going to It's like rubbing a, a, a dog's nose in his own turd that he's trying to eat. Um, turned out that wasn't Peter at all. It was his body, like you say, but so literally, yes, it was him. But metaphorically, which is more important in the eye of the law, it was non-insane automatism. Great. Where are they getting away? How many albums do you have to sell before Stack becomes high-energy bicycle incident Yeah, and <laughs> just maggot? On a plane is what? Non-insane automatism. <laughs> it's like he, he wasn't in control of his body. He is oh. now, but just wasn't at that time. I can't wait to use that for my wife when I get home after a big UFC day in the near future. Yeah. Be very clear to make sure it's non-insane. Yeah. Because. Oh, you've had a big one with the boys, eh? Come home drunk. <clears throat> Actually, yeah. <laughs> I am a non-insane automism. <laughs> is that what it Automaton. is? Automaton. 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 That's what you'd be. Um, a sleeping pill was the main culprit, and that Zolpidem is probably still cooling its heels in jail in London. The sleeping pill, real David and Goliath battle, isn't it? Just little sleeping pill versus 15 fucking wines. Oh, yeah. I reckon those two things, 15 wines and the sleeping pill, are fighting over the top bunk in jail right now. Zolpidem. I had a look at this. I don't know anything about it, but I had a look. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. It's a uh, prescription-only medicine used to cure insomnia, not to be not to be taken with alcohol. Oh. And yet when you do take alcohol with it after being specifically told not to by the very same medical professionals, you put your trust in to prescribe you the correct medicine in the first place, it's not your fucking fault. Why should it be? Um, it was only printed numerous times on the packaging, yeah, and told to your face by the doctor that wrote it to you, wrote you the script, and the pharmacist that handed the pills over to you. Do not have this with alcohol. Yeah, yellow sticker. Color blindness will be a um, that'll be a thing soon enough. Sorry, I didn't see the color of the sticker on my medicine because it's yellow stickers that say no alcohol with this. As a general rule, you know what I'm actually worried about is that I think, I think. Mental illness has almost done its dash for excuses. You reckon? Yeah, it seems like it's already wearing thin. There's got to be something else then. There's got to be something new. I don't think it's done its dash yet. Australia's well behind on this, as usual. We've got another decade or so out of this. Of of mental illness? Yeah, for sure. I've just, yeah, intangible wasn't me. Um, Can't stress enough, you have to pick the right one. Of course. There was that politician cheating on his wife, did something grim in Parliament House or whatever, and he said he had ADD. Wrong one. Yeah. Come on, mate. It's a fucking rookie effort. That's say ADD. It's the same as exercise trends. You tell your mates you want to go and do some tie bow together, and I'll say, what are you talking about, man? That was ages ago. We've moved on. Now we're, now we're drinking scoops of powder and doing fucking something else, whatever the new one is, you'd know. Flipping tires. Um, biggest cure for insomnia that I've seen, you've just got another one. Just have kids. Easy. Oh, I could go to sleep now. I could take these headphones <laughs> off, just lie down now, sleep within half a minute, I reckon. Um, also, just get a harder job. Or Mate, just you, stay awake so fucking long you fall asleep. What do you That'll think of 
been playing this REM loop for 12 seconds. I've been having little micro sleeps. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Cool. <laughs> um, Power nap. Or we could just live a decent enough life where you don't always have a guilty conscience. Try not to think about all the shit things you do. Sleep like a baby. Pete obviously didn't trust his doctor or the medicine. So he had to supplement the actual sleeping pills with nature's sleeping pill, 15 reds. <laughs> so automatism made him do it. Good one. Amazing that people drink with sleeping tablets. You just drink enough. You don't need the tablet. Yeah, I don't know. In a hurry. I told you I'm too afraid of him. Never had one. Never had a sleeping tablet. No, I just go to sleep myself. <laughs> um, you do have to be careful. Well, it's... <laughs> In layman's terms, non-insane variety, it, it is just a brain snap. Oh, yeah. Uh, not his fault. It came about, this term, because legal types needed a more technical-sounding uh, term <laughs> than sleepwalking. Oh. It means something's out of control, making you do some shit, not your fault, such as being forced to take a sleeping pill and then the crew on the plane forcing you to drink 15 glasses of wine, that sort of shit, what they think was going to happen. Non-insane automatism. Well, if anything, Peter should be suing both his doctor and the flight attendants yeah. who got in the way of his yogurt. And the pilot holding up a yellow card. We know this. He can't he can't see yellow. Yeah. He didn't see the yellow sticker on the meds. <laughs> that card was nothing. He just held up some fucking grey cardboard in his face. It's upset him even more. I suppose yeah, you could just you just become a victim. You can say, <laughs> look, if I start flicking yogurt everywhere and you get in the way, it's your fault. That sort of thing. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? I'm rapid eye movement. <laughs> Um, if you're going to claim you're bigger than the bigger than the game, I reckon you'd better be. If, if anyone can say I am REM, it'd have to be the skinny bald one. Definitely. Well, there's no fucking no way you can pull that off. It's like the Edge saying I am you too. Yeah. Nah. He's a little fella in a beanie. <laughs> All that cash can't be taller or less bald, can he? Um. Either way, though, you know, RIP, REM, we all miss you so much on the airwaves terribly. Well, good to see he got off for something he definitely shouldn't have gotten off for. Um, oh, for sure. I just like that taxpayers had to do a, a two, two different juries to get there. Full credit to the pilots, though, pre-9-11, three hours in, they wouldn't have even been East Coast America yet, um, and they've still made it all the way to London. Yeah, didn't drop him off, you reckon? Yeah, and I th- I think that comes down to the pilots come out, who's making a ruckus, a muso. All right, I'll keep flying. Yeah, you deal with it. <laughs> but it's the ones who are you know that aren't famous. You go, we don't know what this bloke's capable of. Well, that's where he got away with not being rock and roll, it's just pop, pop. Ah, uh, yeah, probably fight him myself. Fine. <laughs> Hold on, who's causing a who's causing trouble out there? No, we're fine. Well, <laughs> that brings us to the Jesus. end of another episode of that song. Fucking sucks. Oh. It's going to be in all of our heads because uh, we've told Conrad just played on a loop for the next five minutes. Just that yeah. thing. <laughs> just pad the episode out with some shiny, happy people, Rad. <laughs> brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Fly Brawl. Uh, Heggy, what have we got coming up? We've got the live oh, show, got- Great Australian Podcast Festival, November. In Melbourne, yeah. get on our Insta at Midflight Brawl. 
hopefully everything's a bit more settled by then. Um, yeah, I've got nothing, just this. Hopefully, when do you reckon she'll be back? To normal? September? Hoping? Oh, not for Sydney. I reckon oh, I'll maybe be back open in Sydney, but we won't, I won't be going anywhere till about October, November, I reckon. Fuck. Yeah. The way things are going now. We'll um, try and line up some uh, more live mid-flight brawls for later in the year. We've got to get back to Perth because we went there. We went there in May and uh, we got to the hotel room and then turned on the news and got told, Fucking nothing's happening. Well, if there's border issues, we can do an Albury Wodonga special. Fuck yeah. Meet in the middle. In the middle, yeah. Just set up with a long lead. <laughs> the dream one day is to charter a flight. That's what we have to do. <laughs> I, I reckon we get on patreon.com slash midflight brawl. You can keep the lights on here at MFB HQ and pick up a whole bunch of bonus episodes while you do so. We're at just over 300 Patreon members. I reckon if we could get it to a thousand, I can force you to go to Bali next year when everything's open. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I'm not. I, I really don't want to. I'll do it because I'm a good sport. <laughs> I, I'd rather not. It'd be a bad time. Come back with COVID as well. You haven't been to any of them, have you? Bali or Thailand? No, no, I haven't. I have to keep that intact, that impressive record. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. That's up to the people. Patreon.com slash midflight brawl, midflight brawl on Instagram, or send us an email, midflightbrawlpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you, mate. To midair brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.